one way of um, experiencing the path and these invitations and instructions is that they're progressive, they're cumulative, they build on each other. And that's not to say that it's linear in our experience, but often um, as we unfold the instructions, they, they, um, they build on each other so that it may not be as overwhelming or confusing in the very beginning. And so adding to all of the invitations that um, have been given thus far, we open, not that you haven't experienced them already, but we open to directing our awareness specifically to our emotions and thoughts. As I say, it's not as if you haven't been having them. Um, And really, again, I think I go back to the reference around mindfulness, the mind-heartfulness of sati. That in Buddhist psychology, and again, it's just another perspective to complement our understanding in the West that tends to separate, split the the mind-heart that in, in Eastern psychology they're combined so that the emotional field and the thinking field are actually one and the same. Uh, and so it's just a way to play with um, is it true for you? Because we've been so conditioned by this Cartesian model of I think, therefore I am. But there may be a more, there may be an additional place of being, of feeling as well. So in the landscape of, of both the emotional experience and the cognitive or the thinking experience, we often get lost. We often get lost in the storyline of the, of the emotion or the the um, the planning or thinking or or uh, judging of whatever the subject material may be, and so the invitation is really what would allow you to stay as present as possible. And one of those aspects is the first foundation of mindfulness, which is to embody the experience, to feel the experience in the body. As soon as you begin to Notice the, the tangible physicality of the emotional and the cognitive landscape. You're actually more present than being lost. And we, f- we feel in the body every emotion. I mean, of course, you, you can sense that if we're angry or irritated or sad, that there are physical sensations but the range of emotions lands on the body regardless of what they are. So patience, contentment, tranquility, joy, all of those emotional experiences has a physicality, an embodiment to them. 
And again, we're turning our awareness to, to aspects of our experience we may have overlooked in the past. Just getting to know ourselves a little bit better, paying attention, I think I referenced maybe last night, is actually an experience of loving ourselves, loving these arisings, whether they're emotional or cognitive. Pascal had introduced the practice of Vedana, or simply noticing the pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral characteristics of anything that arises, whether it's an emotion or a thought. And in that noticing, it just, just gives you a little space not to necessarily either react to or be lost in sometimes the, uh, the spin cycle in in Buddhist, in Pali terms, there's a word, papancha, which is the proliferation. It's the proliferation of one thought leading to another, to another, one feeling feeding another, or, or um, how often when we're, when we're lost in an intense emotion, we can actually feed the fire. We can get angry at the anger. We can get depressed at the depression. But just noticing the Vedana or the, the pleasant, unpleasant, neutral characteristics gives us a little bit of non-attachment to the experience, to notice it, to explore it, that sense of curiosity. And, you know, I hope something of, of last night is really to, to um, feel the emotions deeply, to um, uh, to notice the thoughts and to believe them less, to hold this experience a little bit lightly that um, that we can be so lost that we believe this experience is true. So there's this cartoon that uh, I like, that there's these two monastics sitting next to each other in meditation, and one turns to the other and says, are you thinking what I'm not thinking? <laughs> we tend to believe every single thought that we have. Okay. So just experiment. When you're caught in a thinking cycle, just allow yourself to visualize or feel that all of these thoughts are coming from the person in front of you. Just for a minute or two. And do you believe those thoughts now that are emanating from the person in front of you? We hardly believe the thoughts of any other person in the world without some kind of justification or proof or empirical like analysis of, are you sure you're right? And we don't do that for ourselves. Why are we so special? Really to hold this lightly and not take ourselves so seriously. 
And that helps. It really does. To accept them more, as part of what, what um, uh, Arena was saying about rain, accepting them more and believing them less. There's an image of, you know, when the mind is agitated, either by the emotional uh, experience or the cognitive experience, because there are different forms of agitation. And again, they can be felt in the body. But this agitation sometimes is vis- um, imaged as this raging bull or uh, uh, um, um, agitated bull that's in a very small barn and it's bucking and it's, and it's um, um, uh, uh, being wild. And what happens to that experience? Well, the bull probably is going to injure itself and also destroy the barn. And if you place this same energy, this same raging bull, in an open landscape with no fences, with no boundaries, what happens? <clears throat> There's something that will allow that energy to eventually change and dissipate. And that's part of this practice that, you know, the energy may not dissipate necessarily in one sitting, but over the, over the um, longitudinal course of this week, you're creating that landscape, the larger picture. The larger the picture we're able to remember. We may not have the larger picture all the time, but just to recall that there's a larger picture to whatever we're caught in helps us stay connected and remember that, you know, this intense problem that I'm experiencing or this intense emotion that I'm experiencing isn't all of who I am. And lastly, just to watch the ebb and flow of these experiences. Just like the ebb and flow of the fog rolling in in the morning and dissipating in the afternoon or the ebb and flow of the sensations of hunger, or the sensations of um, sloth and torpor, sleepiness. Just watching the, the changing nature. So allow that to be the invitation of this morning and this day, if it feels relevant to where you are. And just to be present in the same ways that you were present with the breath and the body. Just allow yourself to open to noticing with the same level of attention and care and gentleness of whatever arises in the emotional and the thinking mind. 
So I ended a little early because there has been, uh, we have some announcements, but there's also. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.